Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Not an awful scene for the Browns yesterday, and we continue the conversation on this victory Sunday with the Browns beat reporter for the Akron Beacon Journal, Chris Easterling, joins us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris, uh, how you doing, man? It's good to hear from you. Obviously, good win last night for the Browns, but I, I got to be honest, like I expected more positive calls this morning. It's still a lot of people just being critical of Stefanski and not doing enough, but I, I don't know. My big takeaway, I thought, was that this offense did some things, unlocked some things with Deshaun that we haven't seen in recent weeks, and I thought he played a pretty good game where you're getting some glimpses of what this team can be. Well, first off, good morning, Spencer. It's good to talk to you. You too, um, always. Um, you know, I agree with you. I, you know, I thought Deshaun's numbers last night weren't as good as they were. I mean, in the whole, in terms of number of passes he threw, number of you know, number of yards he threw for, weren't as 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 big as he had in Cincinnati. But I thought he was decision making. He was better. I thought he looked even more comfortable than he did even in Cincinnati. He took care of the football, which is something he didn't do, in, you know, against the Bengals or the Texans, really. So, you know, I thought he took strides. And, you know, that's a pretty good defense he was going against. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think – I mean, I don't know what – you know, second-ranked rush defense or top five, top ten in, in overall defense, that's a pretty good defense. And so, you know, I didn't expect it to be some sort of offensive shootout, but I, I was, I, I took positives away from Deshaun's performance that, you know, again, it's, we just have to look at December and the first two, those two games of January kind of as an opportunity for every week seeing where the progress Deshaun makes, because that's really what they're all about. It's all yeah. about, you know, getting this guy ready, really, for 2023. Yeah, I agree. And and I, I'm going to be honest. I told this story earlier. I guess it's not really a story. It was just about me viewing the game. But uh, that 17-yard run on third down in the fourth quarter where he, like, slides and then gets up and did, like, a little shimmy in the first day, that was – I kind of I kind of said out loud, like, oh, oh, boy. Like, he, he's feeling himself. And, and that, to me, Chris, like – that felt like a moment we hadn't seen yet in any of these games where all of a sudden it feels like Deshaun, and he, he used the word swagger after the game, like it feels like he's kind of getting that swagger back, and that's where I'm like, if he gets to that point where he's that comfortable, he's being himself out there, he's just playing the ball that he has, he played prior to all the stuff he went through, that's where I think you get the best version of Deshaun Watson, and that's what the Browns are obviously hoping they can get. Yeah, and the only way he gets that is to continue to get out there and get, you know, 
get snaps and, and then play. You know, I thought, you know, if you listen to Deshaun Watson the week he returned, you know, there was a certain timidity, uh, yeah, that's even I a agree. word, uh, you know, to him. You know, he didn't sound like – you have an expectation which you expect a starting quarterback in the NFL to at least sound like when he talks, you know. And you didn't really have that even after the Houston game. But then listening to him after the Cincinnati game, and then again, especially last night after you know after the win, he sounded demonstrative. He sounded you know like he was in command. Like he sounded like a starting quarterback with a lot of confidence. And, and you just saw the you know kind of the the guttural reaction he had at the very end after that last kneel down, where he just sort of turned around and sort of yelled into the you know yelled into into the night, you know, I think it, again, I think for him, it's all about just each week getting a little more confident, get a little more timing. I thought he did a good job on the second drive, the, the drive where they went down to got the first cade uh, field yeah. goal. Yeah. Short the intermediate stuff. Don't force it. Just get out there, get into rhythm, get on the, on the same page with your receivers and that's where I thought he was really in, took strides from even the Cincinnati game is just the timing just seemed a little better. And that's something, I, you know, now we'll see it again on, on, on next Saturday, uh, you know, against New Orleans. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've been impressed with the strides he's taken. Chris Easterling of the Acabeca Journal joining us here on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter, C Easterling ABJ. Got a great piece on Deshaun Watson from last night that he he has up on Twitter and obviously at, 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 for the Acker Beacon Journal. Uh, you bring up the intermediate stuff and that second drive, and I agree with you. That was like maybe to that point his best drive of the season. Like it felt like he was in rhythm. He was kind of getting going. And I, I think in the first half, it, it seems obvious to me that Kevin Stefanski's goal is like, let's just get this guy in rhythm, get this guy comfortable and we'll worry about doing more, you know, taking deep shots and opening things up a little bit later. Is that true, though, or is this maybe just what we're going to see from Stefanski's offense? Because it's not like we've seen Stefanski do, like, all these crazy open-it-up type plays with any of the quarterbacks he's really had, and maybe that's just a personnel thing. But I think the hope for fans is that you don't just get the dink and dunk, sort of, you know, march your way down the field, but at some point that you let the training wheels come off and you let Deshaun kind of air it out a little bit. Is that something you think we'll see down the line, or is Stefanski's offense just what we saw on that drive? You know, I think you'll start to see it a little bit more. You know, I mean, how many times have we really seen it over, you know, over Kevin's time here? But like you said, but, you know, I thought especially I'm thinking – it was maybe the third quarter. I mean, they all. It was the touchdown drive, I think. Yeah, yeah. He started taking some shots a little deeper. There was a, there was a, I think a deep out route he threw to, to Amari. Where, yeah, you know, that was again, the that was the sorry to interrupt. That was the go. That was the really good play where he like booted to his right a little bit on the play action, yeah. and then he just threw it back to his left, and it was a great throw. Yeah. You know, I I think you know again it's. It's they they I mean we were talking about this with Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback you know why aren't there more deep shots I just think it's it's partially a byproduct of the offense that it it's not dink and dunk but it's not necessarily chuck it deep yeah you know yeah. I I think they're going to be selective because you know we've seen deep shots you know I think back to the Pittsburgh game specifically 
I know that's going back a while, but again, Amari Cooper, that big third down play they had um, in the second half uh, of of the Steeler game way back then. I think there are going to be shots, but again, I think it's just developing that timing. You just, you know, you need to get that timing. You need to get them on the same page. You got receivers that are bad. I mean, Amari, for as well as I thought Amari played last night, you know, he's playing with that, you know, that core muscle yeah. injury. You see. So, I mean, we're not even getting the full Amari Cooper. And, you know, so, you know, and again, the Ravens are a good secondary and good, good defense. So, you know, I, I'm going to be interested to see how much more do we see this week with New Orleans? You know, how much more does he kind of open the playbook up a little bit more each week with, with Deshaun and let him do more? Because I think it's in there, but I think it's, it, it's a steady buildup. Yeah, and I just think fans are hoping for that because you get Deshaun Watson to be able to make some of those plays, right? And I understand maybe that's not a product of the the offense Kevin Stefanski wants to run, but I think fans are kind of hoping like, well, you know, with a guy like this, you can do more, so why not do more? And I don't think we're necessarily going to see that over these last three games because I think it is going to still continue to kind of be like a shake off the rust, get him in rhythm, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Chris Easterling joined us on the hotline. Last thing on Deshaun, I was going to say, at home on TV – it didn't seem like from anything I, I saw or read or whatever that there was any sort of negative reception for Deshaun at the stadium, around the stadium. Did you get any vibes or catch any maybe scenes that were the opposite of that? Because it seemed like it was a pretty uh, warm welcome from Cleveland. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. You know, I got there like four hours early. I saw nothing, you know, no, you know, no demonstrations, no, you know, no, nothing like that. And, and to be honest, I thought it was—I thought it was interesting. The Browns announced the defensive starters mm. before the game. They didn't—they didn't go with the offensive starters, which means you introduced Deshaun. They went with the defensive starters when they introduced the—you know—introduced the players on before the game. But you know, I—I I, I thought it was a normal reaction. To be perfectly honest, I, I thought there were cheers. I. I didn't really. The only boos I heard directed toward really uh, any quarterback, and I don't think it was directed toward him specifically, was when the fans got a little upset when they put Jacoby in there for that fourth and one play. Oh man, <laughs> I was having nightmares about last week for sure. <laughs> I was going to say the other thing I was surprised by was they actually used Deshaun for like the post game video on Twitter. I was like, oh, uh, you never know how those are going to go over on social media. So I just kind of thought that was interesting. They've largely stayed away from him on like any of their marketing. So I was kind of surprised by that. Chris Easterling joining us on the hotline. You can follow him on Twitter again at C Easterling ABJ. How should fans react to the defense yesterday? Because listen, like they played a good game. I, I largely believe that in the NFL today, defense is about what you do in the, the key spots, like the red zone, Big moments of the game, closing things out, because teams can move the ball these days. It's 2022, right? These pass offenses are just too good. These offenses in general are just too creative. So they're going to move the ball on you. But what do you do in those spots? And, I mean, they thrived. I understand there's context of, yeah, you had Tyler Huntley out there, not Lamar Jackson. Greg Roman probably could have used the run game a little bit more than he did in certain spots. But what do you kind of take away from the defensive side of the ball? And is is Joe Woods playing his way back into the hearts of – of Browns fans with this defense playing a little bit better of late. Let, let, let's uh, let's table that last uh, <laughs> that last last question to but be determined. You, <laughs> you uh you mentioned key spots, and I think that 
uh, I, I even asked a couple of guys after the after the game. This defense over the last four weeks, dating back, I think, to Tampa Bay, you know, coming after the Buffalo game, so Tampa Bay on. This defense has been top ten against on third down, you know, in terms of of mm. getting off the field. In fact, in those four weeks, they're like second, first or second in the league in terms of defensive uh, third down percentage. So they're doing a great job of getting off the field, which, you know, John Johnson III told me yesterday when I asked him, he said, look, we're putting them in, in, in second and third and long, which is giving, you know, giving the guys up front an opportunity to pin their ears back. You've, you've seen it where, where Miles getting sacked. Jamie and Clowney got a sack against Tampa Bay. You know, I think they're doing a good job of putting them behind the chains a little bit, and it's allowing the defense to do what it does best, which is to have those guys rush up front. And, and, and you know, they're, they're getting off the field. You know, they're, they're, they're bending, but they're not breaking. You know, they, they Baltimore moved the ball between the 20s, you know, seemingly all night last night, but they didn't get in the end zone. And, you know, look, you're not going to bank on Justin Tucker going one for three on field goal. No, no. <laughs> that was often, a Christmas gift. The same time, <laughs> he went one for three last night on field goals, including the block. So, you, you know, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So, uh, you know, I, I think they're getting better. But, again, it's just about consistency, you know. And, and I think that's the frustrating part about that side of the ball is it's just so inconsistent. Because like you said, if Greg Roman sticks with the run, with the way J.K. Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards were running against them, is it a different game? Probably. I mean, it probably is because, I mean, they were struggling, especially with that little counter, that little counter trade play that, I mean, there were plenty of running lanes for those two to run through. And, and I, don't, I don't know why they got so pass happy, but, you know, with, with Huntley, but at the same time, if you're the Browns, you're like, hey, thanks for the gift. I mean, we'll take it. And and but they just, I mean, just they need to just stack performances up to at least, you know, finish this season strong on that side of the ball. Because you know, and the frustrating thing, you know, I'm kind of rambling here. I apologize, but it's all good. It's the second week in the second year in a row that this is a defense that spent the first two and a half, three months of the season you know, up and down and, and inconsistent all over the place that suddenly in December kind of finds its groove. The question that we ask is why does it always take till December or late November yeah. for this team to find that on defense? And that's a fair that question. goes to our last question. Of, yeah. Is it a schematic? Is it personnel? What is it? And I think those are answers we're going to find out in the offseason. It's a very fair question. Uh, let me get you out of here with this, Chris. What the hell are we supposed to make of Cade York? You mentioned uh, Justin Tucker missed uh, a couple field goals. Cade York missed two as well. One of them got the old uh, just a bit outside for me because it was really bad. Um, I mean, at this point, we thought he was the guy after that game-winning kick in week one. Clearly, that's not the case. There's some growing pains going on. Is he actually the kicker for the future of the Cleveland Browns, you think? Or is this just going to be one of these other failed projects for this team? I think I think that's a big question over these last three games. You got to see some consistency out of him. The only thing consistent thing about Kate has been his inconsistency. I, I mean, and, and, you know, so there were a couple of blocks in there, but you mentioned that miss last night. That was a terrible miss. I mean, he it looked like one of my tee shots. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a better. Just, that's a better. Uh, a better. 
god, that's a better I, analogy I mean, than me. It, that's it was, great. I mean, it was terrible. I realized it was snowing and you know a little bit of wind and everything, but at the same time, you know that was a bad miss. So. Well, you and, know, you, and, and Chris, you had all these, sorry, you had all these stories in the off season about like, oh, he's working, he's working in the, in the conditions and he's trying, he came to the stadium to kick so he could learn how to kick in the wind. And it's like, dude, if you're going to do that, you got to actually make them in those conditions. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we didn't make up this, this hype for him in the off season and the preseason. I mean, it was legitimate. I mean, he had, he was looking really impressive. And then he has the bad miss, the, the, the missed PAT against the Jets, and then it's the, the Chargers game, and it just seems like, I don't know if he's he's in his own head a little bit, or if there's just somebody that needs to kind of sit him down and go, just settle down. Just calm down. Focus on your mechanics. Focus on what you need to do. Just But, but it just seems like he's almost in his own head a little bit. I mean, he won't say it. I mean, he right. may be the most confident guy in that whole locker room, and that's the locker room with guys like Miles Garrett in it. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I think they. I mean, he goes in the next year, though. I mean, he's got to be a much better, much more consistent kicker next year, and certainly the last three games of this year. Otherwise, it's a, it's another. I mean, it's a bad miss, also. Yeah. yeah being a fourth-round pick. Consistency, the theme of this interview. Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal. You can find his work at the Akron Beacon Journal and also on Twitter at C. Easterling ABJ. Chris, always appreciate the time, my friend. Let's do it again soon, all right? Absolutely, Spencer. Appreciate it. Chris Easterling, good stuff from him. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.